Welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. We believe in being real about what the Bible says, simple in how we convey it, and intentional in how we pursue Him. Um, if y'all don't know what's going on tonight, you're like, yo, what the bump? Um, just rolled up in here. Why is there a whole bunch of people up on the stage? Uh, we, did, we, got, we, we did this really cool thing. Uh, I guess it was almost as crazy thing. It's about a year ago that we, uh, we did something like this. And I, I don't know. If, can you raise your hand if you were here the last time the crisis came? Look at that. Come on, somebody. Those are faithful uh, pursuit members right there. Um, but it was really cool. I remember uh, in the small chapel, I remember that whenever we like, this was the first service that we were like, we've got to get another space. This is getting too small. And it was like, wow, that's, uh, it really kind of blew my mind that, you know, college kids actually want to talk about marriage. And uh, I think that's uh, something that our generation so desperately needs is uh, Christian people that are married that actually say, hey, look, this is, this is the way it's supposed to be. Because the world is telling us so many things of, hey, this is, like, you should do this, and it's not right. It's not even close to being right. So uh, thank you all for being here. I, uh, if you don't know who these people are, uh, if, has anyone had to uh, suffer through Mr. Grice's class? No one's going to raise their hand because they love Mr. Grice. They love his class. <laughs> he admitted to it. Uh, I'm going to let you introduce yourselves. I'm not going to do it for you. Uh, y'all can just go down the line if y'all want to. John Stephen, you can start if you want to. Okay, I'll start. Okay, I'm uh, John Stephen Grice. I am a... Uh in the graduate program right now, I have actually my dad is my professor for the No mercy, class, right? No mercy. Third class, yeah, he, he fails everybody. No, just but uh, yeah, so I, uh, are we just introducing or are we kind of like telling about ourselves? You, you just introduce okay, as far just, as you, uh, as I'll much as less you want us to know. Okay, well I'll just tell you like how I got here school-wise. So I graduated from uh, Pike Lib here in Troy, right behind Walmart, it's the Walmart school. And then uh, I went to University of Alabama for one year transferred uh, back to Troy for uh, my sophomore year, and I graduated my undergraduate uh, spring of this past year, and then uh, started graduate school this past summer. And so that's where I, that's how I got right here right now. Hi, John Steven. <laughs> well, I am Allie Grice, um, and I... We're married. <laughs> Before you go any further, who introduced y'all? I know that fact kind of gets skipped over a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase who introduced us, so uh, I'll just go ahead and get that out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, if you get anything out of tonight, just remember if you hang around me, you might be walking out with a relationship. So. <laughs> so I am originally from Panama City, Florida. Um, and when I graduated, I went to Highlands College, and then I went back home to a community college before transferring to Troy. And I met John Stephen maybe my first month in Troy, and uh, we got married a year ago, so. <laughs> um, I'm Angie Grice. I'm, I'm married to Steve, mother of John Stephen, mother-in-law of Allie. And I got here, I'm old, so it take me a long time to tell y'all how I got here. I'm not. Um, I grew up in West Virginia, came to Troy on scholarship, and met Steve my probably second week here. So um, I work at Pike Lib, the Walmart school, and, um, and we have raised four kids here. I'm Steve Grice. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm her husband. Who said I'm old? <laughs> now I was. Uh, I'm married to her, and that's my son. But yeah, I was born in. Uh, I was born in Dothan, Alabama. And my my father moved around a lot. We lived all through the, the southeast, a little bit in Tennessee. Uh, but moved back to Troy. Uh, I actually went to Charles Centers. Came here right when uh, right when I started high school, and I went to Charles Centers in uh, in Detroit. And after Troy uh, went to uh, 
work with an international CPA firm for a while and then back to school at the University of Alabama and got the master's in, in PhD and came here and, and taught and, and spent time at UAB uh, also, but then came back to Troy. But Angie and I have been married for uh, 27 years and uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed 25 of those. <laughs> you knew I had to say that one. Yeah. That's the same joke as last time. Yeah. Uh, but I look forward, I do look, <laughs> I look forward to, uh, yeah, y'all heard that before. I look forward to being with y'all tonight and, uh, and uh, just talking about our, our marriage. Marriage is a wonderful institution and uh, it's been a blessing in my life and I know, well, I hope she says the same thing. Uh, uh, so I'll give it to Chase. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, the, I think Allie was the first person I ever met. We took the same leadership class and got thrown in like, Hey, y'all get in groups and introduce each other. So all of a sudden, like, somehow I ended up being like our group leader and got to introduce Allie, who I did not know, but for five minutes. And then uh, me and John Stephen just met out on the band field playing soccer. And it's, it's crazy how our friendship has, like, just continued to just grow and grow and grow. And then, I mean, seriously, almost the second family to me. No doubt I'll probably see y'all more than my own family nowadays. So they, uh, they put food in my stomach sometimes. And uh, I'm very thankful for y'all. And I uh, trust y'all's... Uh, advice in this in this certain area one thing that uh, I'll point out is the reason that I don't really uh, talk about marriage coming from me is because I have no experience for that so I'll uh, hands down say you know I'm not going to try to tell you something that I don't know so that's why you bring in the big guns and uh, tonight you might be sitting back and you're kind of like why are we doing this maybe there's a question that we got tonight that you might feel a little awkward maybe to ask your own parents so that's why we asked John Stevens parents to come so we could ask them <laughs> so that's the grand scheme of this but uh do y'all mind, uh, just if you can elaborate a little bit more on maybe how you met, because y'all both met at Troy, so. Uh. Uh, you want us to? Okay. Um, well, like I said, Chase introduced us. Um, I wasn't kidding about that. We, we were at, uh, we were both, I was in a sorority and John Seaman was in a fraternity and we met at a swap here at Troy. And uh, yeah, thank you. Alpha Gamma Sigma Chi for that one. <laughs> and Chase. And Chase, that's right. So we met and just started hanging out in the same friend group and started dating a few weeks later. So, anything to add? Uh, we were in risky business underwear. And so that was a pretty, uh, that was a pretty interesting fact. I like to tell people that when we first met, we were in our underwear. I think that's kind of. <laughs> But that's like, that's like knee-length boxers and a white t-shirt, so it wouldn't like risk anything. But just, I think that's a funny thing to add, so, but yeah. Well, we, uh, in, the, in the fall of uh, 88, um, we was a... Sounds like a song. <laughs> in the, I was, in the fall of 88, I, I, I was two. Y'all didn't let me finish. <laughs> Uh, but it, we, we were at a swap too. I was I was a uh, in a fraternity SAE, and she was Afghan. Was at a swap, and and uh, I tell everybody this, and the guy's still here. His name's Gary Blackwell, lives in Montgomery. But I told him when Angie walked into the fraternity house, I'd never spoke to her, and I just saw her walk in, and I tapped Gary. I said, Gary, I'm going to marry her, and he still knows that, and uh, he's even stopped by our house and 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 confirmed it to her. Uh, and the first time that she saw me. I'll let her take that. <laughs> well, I had seen him. Um, Steve was an Alpha Gam Big Brother back in the day. And um, so on squeal day, bid day, whatever y'all call it now, 
we're in the, you know, in the chapter room, just all excited, all the freshman girls sitting around, and all the big brothers are standing around the edge, you know. And uh, I thought, oh, that guy, he's cute, you know, kind of scoping everybody out. And, and as we're leaving, he, he, he stands all the way up, and I can see, and, and he has uh, <laughs> the shirt tail of his shirt sticking out of his zipper that was unzipped, you know, like hanging out. And I was like, bless his heart. He must be the biggest geek. <laughs> and uh, two weeks later, then we met. So That's, that's, that's funny. Um, yeah. I, I'm sure that's probably, it'll be something like that whenever, there'll be something more embarrassing, I think, whenever it's my turn to have that. It, so maybe you kind of skipped over something even more embarrassing. Who knows? Uh, uh, the first question, uh, when did you know that, like, this was the person you wanted to marry? Well, well I'm, what I said is absolutely true. I mean, when she came in, I said, I'm going to marry her. And so I did. <laughs> so I knew pretty early, about five seconds. Uh, but, but no, uh, I, obviously there's more to it than that. I mean, because there's, there's things that you do have to look for. I mean, I know I was looking for it. I'm sure she was. Um, you know, of course, looks, you know, that's, looks are attractive. You know, that helps. Uh, <laughs> certainly helps. But, uh, you know, after that, after, you know, the spiritual thing in, in her heart, you know, you could see right through into her heart and just the things that she did, the way she uh, treated people, the way she treated me, um, and just the things that she did. Then, you know, you know them by the fruits that they bear, and, and so you could see that that was a, a godly woman. And, uh, and I could see as the closer we got, the, the better, uh, the more I knew that uh, I was right on that very first second that uh, that was, uh, that's a good choice. Um, well, Steve has always had a confidence that's been really attractive to me. But beyond that, um, he was a godly boy and has grown into a godly man. And um, that was one thing that I could see even, you know, from the first time we met. He behaved differently. There was that light, you know, that someone has inside them when Christ is in their heart. And, and you know, I could see that immediately. And, you know, the jokes are pretty good, too. Right. You hang around for the jokes? The, I no, stay the same for the jokes. jokes too. <laughs> same jokes every single time. Well, I'll say uh, I, I knew whenever I first met Allie, I, I knew that she was the type of girl that I wanted to be with. Like I could see, like, you know, not only like physical appearance, but the way she like communicated with people and like uh, affected other people. I knew that she was kind of the type of person or type of, type of girl that I wanted to marry. And so as we kind of gradually got to know each other and, and actually got to hang out with each other like one-on-one, -on -one, I, I could... Uh, more certainly put my finger on like specific characteristics that I that I you know wanted my my future wife to have and wanted like the future mother of my kids to have and so I knew you know like as you start like checking off the tick uh, tick marks or whatever ticking the check boxes whatever you say you know that she's like she was filling them all and so it just kind of happened uh, over a course of you know I don't know what was it six months it happened pretty fast but it was uh, that's about that's about how I knew um. Well, I knew date three I wanted to marry John Stephen. <laughs> I, um, I feel like, like y'all have said, you just, I don't know, when you know, you know. And when I started hanging out with John Stephen, I knew he loved family. I met his family really quickly, and I realized that he was raised in a great family, and that was really important to me. Um, I'm super close with my family, so I knew that I wanted that. And 
I knew that he loved Jesus and the way he loved others, it wasn't just words. I saw actions behind them and that was really important to me. And he's pretty funny, so I liked that. I laughed, so. It seems like, I think that sometimes like single people, they try to like make it work and like they maybe get like nervous or they're kind of like, I gotta make this work. And I think that what I've kind of heard is that it, it kind of comes naturally. It's a whole lot more just like comforting and it's just kind of like when people say like you know you'll know when you know but it's like there's no you don't have to like force it it's just it's it's so strange Chase that you just said that because um when I prayed about coming here you know I always prayed that not words that I want to say or I feel like are important but what what does somebody need to hear so somebody here needs to hear what you just said is that if you find yourself changing who you are around the person that you're trying to hang around with, then that's not the right person. Those, that, that very thing went through my mind is that, you know, God made you in a specific way to fulfill a specific purpose. And if you are changing yourself in order to please someone else, then that's wrong. That's, that's not the right way to be. Come on, somebody. I, they, don't, they don't do that when I preach, so. I was telling somebody before they came in, I was like, Miss Angie got some, like, people were shouting her down last time. Y'all, y'all in for a treat. I, I, I got, uh, I guess, a follow-up question. When, when you're looking for that person, what are some things that maybe be, like, are kind of, like, maybe more primary, and then some things that maybe are a little bit more negotiable, if that makes sense? I'll start. Um, I had three main things were... Um, faith, family, and finances. Those were my three things that were non-negotiable. I wanted to be on the same page about those values that we both wanted family. That was really important to us, and we wanted a family in the future. Um, Faith, like we both share a love for God, and that was going to be at the center of our relationship. And then finance, that we were just on the same page with what we wanted to do with our future and our finances. Um, Those things were non-negotiables. The rest of it, I mean could come and we could figure those out. But those three things were really important when we first um, started dating that we were on the same page about those. You just said them all three. <laughs> that was about, that was about I, I mean, I can repeat what you said, but I mean, you know, the, the number one thing that, uh, you know, I check off is, you know, is she, a, is she a godly woman? And so that was the first thing that, that I was looking for. You know, uh, it, future family, you got you to gotta agree on that. Because if one person wants kids and one person doesn't want kids, you know what? What are you gonna do? You can't. You can't have half a kid. And like, how's that work? And then uh, finances are another big thing. And and we're we're just an echo chamber for what he's about to say. Cause I know he'll he'll tell you about some finances real quick. But uh, but uh, you know, I'm sure you got all the stats and all that. But it's like number one reason for divorce, and it's like the most mentioned topic in the Bible. Like all this, like so many so many different things. But finances, uh, whether you know it or not, are are one of the top three, you know, most important things to, to be on the same page about about in, uh, in marriage. And that was one of the things that we discussed before marriage and still discuss about every single day about, about money situations. And so those were three, uh, faith, family, and finance were three things that we thought were uh, extremely important to seek out and be on the same page about for our uh, future spouse. Yeah, I would, I would echo that. That's, I mean, faith for me. Uh, number one thing is, is that uh, my future wife had to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so once, once that's there, all the other things tend to work out. You know, because if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, the odds are you want to grow a family. You know, the odds are you're, you're going to read the Bible. Or hopefully not odds. I hope you are. 
and so you, you'll read, read about finances. Like John, yeah, there's over 2,500 verses in the Bible on money. <laughs> and, uh, and that's not just restricted to those that are accounting. I mean, we're all Christian people, and so we have a responsibility to understand what those verses say, regardless of what your, what your major is. And, but, but, but having a heart for Christ is number one. Because if you get into a marriage, I've, I've used this phrase before, if you get into a marriage with a, with a non-believer, you're, you're really inviting hell into your life. You know, it's going to be rough. Um, it, you know, not that it's a piece of cake with two Christians, because it, it does, there's some work involved, but the other, you're just starting on an <clears throat> on a, on a uphill climb that, that is just hard. It's just hard. Not that it's not doable, but it's just hard. I think that, uh, like, one thing that I've kind of heard is, I know sometimes I'll be talking to someone, they're kind of like, well, I mean, like, they, they kind of love Jesus. Like, it's like they, they kind of do. But I think, like, what y'all have said is just, when it comes to when you're looking for, the, like, the one, when you're, when you're looking, it's like, that, that's somebody that wants me to look, like, wants me to make me a better Christian. It's not someone that I'm just kind of like, yeah, they, they kind of love Jesus, but they're not even, like, there's no striving me, like, Somebody that's like, man, she's awesome, and I want to be a better Christian because of how godly this girl is. Um, we, there was, since we mentioned finances, I'm gonna. Uh, one of the questions that they asked was, uh, if you're kind of, if you're in a relationship and you're looking to get engaged, one thing that we hear is, you know, you should be like financially stable first. And lots of us kind of being in college, not really knowing what like what that actually looks like. How how financially stable do you have to be before you move on in your commitment? <laughs> I got, I got this one. Tackle it. <laughs> no, We're not um, class. no. <clears throat> I think if uh, <clears throat> getting married, uh, just like having children, if you, if you uh, if you ponder too much about I'm not going to do it until I'm financially able, you may never do it. And so you you know you don't want to put finance give it such a high level of of importance in your decision to get married or to have children. Uh, you know, because you'll make it. You know, if two people love Christ and they're working the same way in the same direction, you'll make it. It doesn't matter whether you have $10 or, or $10,000. And so it is important to be on the same page, but um, did, you know, I'll give you, we, were, we were, had basically zero income when John Stephen was born. And uh, we didn't think twice about it. As a matter of fact, our sweet born, we got pregnant with Adam <laughs> before we, before I even had the first job. And so, you know, it's important, you know, that you know what know about money and know how to manage it. But you know, that'll come. You know, two people working together, being obedient to the Word of God and doing what that thing, that Bible says, it works. Those are fundamental laws of life, and they work. I, I don't know, I, I feel like we got, uh, we started off not making a lot of money. You know, we, we got married in college, or I was in college, she had just graduated, and so when we got married, did you even have a job when we got married? I don't think, there was no income when we got married, and then like two weeks, <laughs> two, two, three weeks afterwards, you know, she got, she got a job, uh, and so we basically managed, and you know, since we're on the same page financially, we, we know uh, what we want to do with money, whether it's spent or whether it's earned, you know, we, we're on the same page about it. And so we knew how we wanted to divvy up money that was coming in, even though it was, it was so, uh, there was so little of it. And so, and that's still where we are. I'm still in school and she's the one, she's working a job right now, you know, but, uh, you know, it really is just a, uh, 
a matter of being on the same page about, the, about finances. Like we said, faith, family, and finances. If you can be on the same page about the finances, it doesn't matter how much of the finances you have, and you know how, you, you'll know what to do with it. You'll be comfortable living. That's, that's good. That's good. Y'all got anything else on that? I think this, this is one question that I know that it, this is one question you really don't even want to ask your parents, so that's why we brought y'all. Um, this is, um, what are some ways you fought off sexual sin before you were married? And some people, I think, heard me say sex and were like, oh, he said it. <laughs> say it again. Sex. Say it sex. again. Sex. Yeah. That's really <laughs> we, we uh, I think we, we discussed this, you know, the number one thing, and it, it sounds like kind of a, a cop-out answer, but communication. And, like, if you're, if you're on the same page about, you know, uh, wanting to save yourself and stay abstinent until marriage and hold each other accountable for it, but not only hold each other, but let, you know, your friend group or your family, your, 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 your people know, you know, what your main goal is, you know. And I, and I think that's one of the most important things is communicating with each other and holding each other accountable. And, and you know, if you guys can both stay true to each other, you'll, you'll be successful in that. And um, as we were talking about this earlier, I was – um, and praying about it, I just, something that I learned was that God doesn't put um, boundaries on blessings to limit us. He puts them to protect us. And they, I know that the Lord saved us from a lot of things that we were never meant to endure because sex outside marriage creates a lot of problems from jealousy to attachment. And I know that like by um, not having sex before marriage, we were you know, protected and blessed in that and blessed in our marriage for that. And I know that that was, it all started when we, in the very beginning, just being intentional about that conversation and it can be awkward and, and sometimes it's just like kind of passed over, but it's just so important to have that intentional conversation and make sure y'all are on the same page about it, like you said. Um, I think that the pointing out that sharing what you're trying to do with with your, the people that love you and can help you is important. And not putting yourself into a situation where you're tempted to go too far. You know where, where your limits should be and, and those kind of things. And there are a lot of people out there who may feel committed to somebody because they have had um, sex with that person. And so, you know, that's an, um, it's an emotional thing and it's a thing that, you know, you, when you're sharing and, and the world is going to say, it's, you know, it's not important, everybody, animals do it, everybody does it, it's not important. But that's not true. That's not, you know, we know that it's a, a covenant act um, blessed in marriage and, and meant, God, you know, meant for us to enjoy that. And so, if you if you have done that and you and you're trying to stay committed to a person just because of that and that person is wrong for you then you're not going to be blessed in that way and so when you do find that right person whether you're a virgin or whether you're not a virgin and you come to that agreement you know that I'm going to honor you we're going to make this covenant with God and we're going to try and do it in the right way then you'll be blessed and I think it doesn't you know, it doesn't stop even when you get married. I mean, you, you'll hear people, uh, you'll hear people talk as it goes on that there's challenges even, even as after you're married. And you have, I think the most important thing that that's, that's helped me, and helped me back then and now is, uh, is I I try to keep my mind clean. You know, I I try to not. You know, we're bombarded with with things that we can look at, and it's very easy now. And I just try. You know, I try to turn my head, you know, because I don't want it, 
well, I don't want it to go in there because you, it, it, it just goes into your thought. And so, you know, staying out of those situations and turning your head if it's a, it's a movie. There was a movie we went through the other night that if I had not been in the middle of everybody, I would have left. Yeah, I would have. I ain't told you. It's like, I would have just left, but I was, I was I, you might have even been no, with us too. No, I don't remember that. No. <laughs> I don't think so. You know, you know Chase wasn't there. Um, but, you know, there was some, well, it's just, I think it's important that you, you protect your mind and then also realize this, that the, the word of God is true. And the things that it says in there that will play out, they will play out whether you believe it or not, and that always helped me a lot, just so knowing that, all right, as long as I do that, I'm going to be okay. That always, that was always helpful, because you got to have strength. Uh, you try to go with that stuff alone, it's, it's hard. Yeah, I think, I think it's really encouraging hearing from your perspective of being married for so long that I think sometimes as us guys, we're just like, man, if I could just get married, then like this dark sin in my life will no longer be there and that's not the case it's something that still continues to go on and i think sometimes we think that maybe marriage is almost like the finish line it's like oh if we just get married then then we're done it's like no it's a whole another that's a new step of life i i got a question this seems like lots of i wouldn't say hard but just heavy conversations have to be had that you actually have to talk about some things of some weight what are some ways that you don't leave an argument with, with resentment and way, ways that you maybe, like you said, communicate. How do you, how do you communicate even when maybe tensions are high but then still leaving loving each other? Me? All right. Um, <laughs> I, we got two perspectives, old, long married, okay. <laughs> short married. Yeah, and, and this, is, this is something, Chase, that I, you know, you're gonna have disagreements in your marriage. Um, that's just going to happen. Uh, and how you handle it is very important. And the first thing that, that, I, that I think we try to do is, is this thing, there's this thing called pride uh, and, and a lack of humility. And you've just got to let that go. You know, if, if you've got to say, I'm sorry, you just say it. You've got to say thank you. Uh, you've got to have compassion. You know, it's not the number. It's not about you in a marriage. And if you can, boy, if and sometimes we're clicking on all cylinders, and sometimes we're not. You know, because sometimes I want it to be about me or, or vice versa. And when it's like that, I'm telling you, it is not fun. But when when you you let that pride go, and uh, you can have conversations and disagreements and not take it personal. But usually, it always comes comes down to just. Uh, it's all about me and I want to be right. You just can't do that. Don't do that. Um, I think it's also important. I think I may have said this the last time we were up here, but you don't hold grudges against one another and throw things up again that may come back. Because, you know, if you're, if you're in this for the long haul like you're supposed to be, you know, the whole till death do us part thing, that's a long time, y'all. And, um, and there will be disagreements. But um, you don't, you never say, you never, or you always, or, you know, that, those tones. It has to be a respectful, you know, disagreement. And of 27 years of marriage, I can say that I've never, we have never screamed or raised our voices at one another, called each other names, anything like that. You know, now we've been angry. And we've had to, you know, take 10 seconds and walk away and come back, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's about being respectful 
and being forgiving, you know, um, t toward one another, because there isn't any perfect people in here or up here, you know. Um, and so when you realize that and know that you make mistakes and your partner's going to make mistakes and just be willing to say, my bad, I'm sorry, you know. I think that part gets a lot, I do think it gets easier. We've been married 27 years and so now we, we got that, we got that part down to a science kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know, when we were younger, I don't, you know, it was a work, you know, it was work. It's like, I'm not saying that, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it gets better. That turn. gets better. Yeah. Don't say, it's her turn to say, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's his turn to say, I'm sorry. Um, I know before we got married, somebody gave me the advice that to never go to sleep angry, and I think that was me. I, I thought it was you. I was like, should I just say it was her? <laughs> good advice, um, and it really is good advice. I mean, just work through an argument until the argument is over, and then move on and go to sleep and start the next day fresh. Um, like you said, don't keep carrying it on and bringing it up and. I think you just communicate until the argument's over and then let it be over. And that's the best way to just not hold grudges against each other. I think, yeah, I got something to add. One thing that we've, we've done, we've uh, intentionally tried to do is, is uh, tell each other, you know, the minor good things and the minor bad things that happen to us throughout the day. So that way, you know, somebody's not going to come in with a bunch of... Uh, pent up anger because the garage door was left open or something like that. You don't come in with a hot head like yelling at each other, you know, because if you can stay on the same page with the small things like emotionally, you'll, 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 you'll understand why somebody's a little more angry or a little more calm in a certain situation. So I think that's one thing uh, that's really helped me in our relationship that, we, that we've done. And I, and I think for you also, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can't read each other's minds. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell each other everything that happens, even if it's just, even if you Trip, you got a rock in your shoe. You're like, Allie, I got a rock in my shoe. It's been just making me so mad. Just like the little things like that that build up over time. Those are things that, that start the arguments, and you're really not even arguing about anything. So we try to stay on the same page emotionally about the very small things, the small things that make us happy and excited, and the small things that make us annoyed and frustrated. And, and that, that seems to work for us so far. Only been in it a year and a half, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I want that. There's, it came up several times about holding grudges, and, and I tell you, the one thing that we, we have done, and it's, and it's so nice, is, uh, is, is just let it, let it go. You know, you're going to disagree, but then once, once you're done, just let it go. You know, because the more you, the, every time you hang on to one, I mean, just picture adding a weight on your shoulder. And because the next day you got to remember exactly, well, wait, why was it, what was the deal with that? What was the angle? Just let it go. And it's, it's actually pretty nice. Like, you know, it's like, I, I guess I might be supposed to be mad, but I'm not. I let it go yesterday, you know. I, I, I got two more questions. Uh, the first one is, how has marriage changed you as a person? And then I'll ask the second one after we get on the first one. <laughs> I guess I'll say something. Um, so I don't, uh, I don't think marriage has has changed me morally or like for what my values are because I, I sought after a woman that almost matched that. And so I, I don't think that morally I've I've changed as a person, but I think my day to day personality has uh, 
has rubbed off on Allie and hers has rubbed off on mine. And so like the mannerisms that she does and the mannerisms that I do uh, trade off on each other. And so that, that's one thing that I've, that I've noticed in the year of marriage that we've had. But uh, morally, spiritually, uh, uh, with our virtues, we haven't, we're, we're on the same page about that. And so if I were to change my morals to be more like Allie, it really wouldn't be changed at all because they're the same to start off with. So. Well, I can think back years ago, um, one of the ways that Steve changed me, I think, for the better, was that um, I guess I've, I've had uh, more, not, not worth, but maybe a confidence standing up for myself to others, consider myself, considering myself an adult and not a child. And sometimes that's hard for girls because you're your mama and daddy's little girl and they don't want to let go, you know. And, and, and I, used to, I remember I used to tell him, well, but dad's going to, and Steve would be like, what? Dad's going to what? You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, just, <laughs> and so, um, I guess that's it, the, you, you know, the, the maturing together. And we were married very young, and they were married very young. And so I feel like that, that you know, we weren't really set in our ways individually, that we were really able to develop, you know, into mature adults together, you know, at the same time. Um, yeah, one thing, the way marriage changed me, and, and it still, still does, is that uh, it has sharpened, it sharpened my, my, my skills of being compassionate, um, sharpened my skills of, of letting it go. Uh, it, all, the, all the virtues that it talks about in the Bible, being married and, and, and practicing them with my wife, they, they just get sharper and sharper and sharper, uh, you know, thinking of others before myself, you know, that, you know, that I have, I'm much better about that now and continue because when you get into marriage and you start doing those things, you get real, you get good at it. You get good at it. Um, I'll agree that my values um, haven't changed since, I mean, we were on the same page about those, but John Stephen is, very confident. That's one of my favorite qualities about him, and that has definitely rubbed off onto me. Um, just, I guess, caring less what other people think and caring more about the people that are really important in my life that, yes, I care what you think and what my family thinks and what God thinks, but not just always worrying about what somebody thinks about me, and I think that he's really brought out that quality, and that's been very life-changing, I feel like, for me. I got one other thing to point out, kind of what Dad said. It kind of reminded me, but um, being married so far, it's it's been a lot easier, or it's been it's been easier to point out the good qualities in Allie as well as the bad qualities in her. And same for her to me. She's she can more easily tell me what my good qualities are, or my bad qualities are. So it's a lot easier to have this person next to you every single day to call you out for the things that you mess up on or your, your bad qualities as well as your good qualities. And so if you got somebody there uh, saying, hey, that was like really good, good, good compassion there, like nice job, you know, like fist bump on that. But, and, then, and then at the same time, like, hey, you're getting a little prideful. You need to like stop yelling so much or whatever. I don't even know. But, but like you're, you're, you're able to enhance the, the good qualities of each other while also kind of uh, uh, deterring the, the poor qualities. Yeah, I, I, th this is my last question, and I, I think that uh, you know, if you haven't really been listening to anything else, and so maybe you're, uh, you're like myself, you're like you're single, or maybe you're dating someone, 
and uh, be like, hey, like, if you could give me one piece of advice, and uh, Mr. Steven, John Steven, if y'all will do like kind of for the guys, and if y'all will do for the girls, just uh, one or two things that you might want to just encourage us with, or like this is this is your final charge, last thing you got to say, what, what would it be to us that are still kind of in that previous season that y'all are now not in anymore? The, uh, the number one thing that I would say um, is definitely, and still do it to this day for my marriage, is you need to pray. Uh, and read the Word of God and pray. Pray about, pray about who He's going to put in your life. Um, I pray every day for my marriage. I pray every day for John, Stephen, and Allie's marriage. And I pray every day for the marriage of uh, my other three, uh, Adam, Jordan, and Eli. I'm already praying for their spouse. And, and as, a, as a young man, you just pray that, that the Lord will, uh, will put that godly woman in your life. Uh, I, can, I can't imagine anything more important than, than being plugged in and, and seeking him through the, through the Bible, seeking that person through the Bible. Yeah, that's good. That's kind of like the ultimate advice for everybody, I think, as far as marriage goes. But maybe a little more specifically, I would like to say, like, you know, don't really uh, – don't really play games. If you're, if you're actually trying to, trying to meet somebody you want to spend the rest of your life with, you know, you don't need to be uh, holding these DMs from some other girl just because they were there from six months ago, whatever, you know. Uh, be real intentional about your purpose for uh, this relationship, and, you know, which it should be uh, marriage and finding somebody to spend the rest of your life with. And so uh, I think on that, on that same note, I don't even know if this is relevant to the question, but uh, the... Uh, <laughs> One thing that I would, I would like to say is that it's, it's good, or I, I did this with Allie. I, I immediately put my trust and faith in Allie when I met her. You know, I didn't, there wasn't really, she didn't, she didn't earn it. I didn't, I didn't want her to earn it. You know, I, I went ahead and gave her my trust and faith and, you know, and let it be how it was. And I think she did the same for me. And because we were so straightforward with, the, with each other and upfront with our intentions and what we wanted out of this relationship, uh, you know, we were able to progress faster than normal, I would say, but I would say those are two, uh, two, two pieces of advice I would like to give. Yeah, I mean, if communication's so key, I, I know that, like, we are so bad about playing games. And, and, and I mean, like you said, like, just, just praying. I think sometimes we try to figure everything out by ourselves, and it's like we're not even talking to God about who we're actually trying to marry. But that's good. I, I know so many guys, it's like, hey, like, she didn't text me back. And it's like, man, if she didn't text you back, do you want to, like, you, do you want that the rest of your life, you know? You want to find somebody that's more that's more willing to meet you the next day and hang out for lunch and dinner that versus that's going to want to stay up till 3 a.m. and, and text you, you know, because that the face-to-face communication and relationship is so much better and so much different than not only text messages but even even phone calls. Like people being able to see how a person reacts to the way you communicate with them and how they react to people around them is uh, is is such a big factor in who a person is and how they uh, how they are. So. Let's see. Well, this is a big one. Yeah. You, you know, this is this is a good one. Well, <laughs> yes, goes without saying. Be prayer. All right. Um, but girls, I I feel like that. Remember that you're not looking for somebody to 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 make you happy or make you whole. Only only Christ gives us joy. Only our salvation is the source of of joy and happiness and strength, because relationships are are human you know and we're imperfect people god alone can give us that that joy so if you're looking for the guy who you think is going to just make your life 
a 100, you know, you're not going to find perfection in a guy, right? Um, so prayer and, and, and working on your relationship with Jesus and then, and then being um, willing when you find somebody that you think God may have intended for you, let them be the godly spiritual head of your household, okay? You know, you can't, you can't fight um, for control. And sometimes girls like to be bossy like that, you know. So you got to, you know, you, and, and that's not, I think I said this last time, that's not weakness. Actually, that strength is, is to, to model that, you know, that the way that a, that a marriage should be designed, you know, as the man is a godly spiritual head and the ultimate decision maker. You know, there's communication, but ultimately... You know, we, we, that's the way that, that God intended the relationship to be. So, you know, try not to be the boss of everything. <laughs> I agree that if you aren't satisfied in um, Christ before a relationship, you're not going to be satisfied after because an earthly person is never going to give you all the satisfactions that you need. And, um, but my, my advice to girls is that um, after you know that a guy is pursuing you, be willing to pursue them back. A relationship is just that, a relationship. It's 50-50, and a marriage is 50-50, and we both put in the effort. And like he said, it's not about games when you're in a relationship that's you're looking to marry this guy. I mean, um, I, I, I hear a lot of girls like, oh, I, he has to text me first, and he has to do this first and that. And... And realistically, if, if you're going to marry him, he's not going to do all those things first for the rest of your life. It's worth, it, it's worth you pursuing back and, and being willing to show that you are just as interested in the relationship. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. Help us spread the word by rating and sharing this podcast.